and welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. We have a heck of a news pack show. Um, very excited for this week. And what is to come. So let's just hop into uh, the poll question and go forward from there. Yes, yes. So last week's poll question, we asked you what reverted nerfs or what reverted nerf specifically one. Are you most looking forward to playing in standard one last time? We had 11 votes. Thank you to those of you that voted. And with almost half, 45.5%. Starving Buzzard is going to see uh, some some uh, some play once the uh, patch 20.0 hits. Uh, the Rogue Galacron was second, getting those free cards off the Galacron sounds appealing to some people. Uh, the slightly altered Mana Worm came in third with 9.1, and we did have it a vote for other, but they didn't share what card it is, so I guess we'll never know. But we'll be talking about the rest of those reverts, reverted nerfs, as well as new cards. Oh my God, new cards! New cards later on the show. Woo! Finally, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Although I will say, for the poll, I'm kind of surprised that more people want to play Starving Buzzard over Mana Worm because I feel like everybody's talked so much about Mana Worm. But I, I want to play Mana Worm. <laughs> but it's a one. It's a one-two mana worm. It is not a one-three for one mana worm. So that should have been the nerf they went with in the first place. I think. Yes. Yes. It Don't was. Tell yes. It should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, because that basically killed it dead right where it stood. So, yes. Anyways. Let us move on to the news. We have a lot of news, so we're all going to take a turn reading some of the stories here. So, first up, new cards and a launch date for Forged in the Barrens. It's happening! It's happening, finally. Woo! Yay! I was hoping we had this last week, but alas. Um, So, we have the expansion launching on Tuesday, March 30th. The pre-launch party event, like Dark Moon Fair, starts March 23rd. Theory crafting live streams, mega bundle giveaways, Twitch subscription giveaways. And then we have the final reveal stream is on March 22nd at 10 a.m. Pacific time with Regis Kilbin, Chris Sierra, and Liv Breeden. Um, Forging the Barons, uh, packs at Twist Drops the weekend after launch, uh, April 2nd through the 4th. More details will be coming on this. Private Firesides available from March 26th to March 29th, which will allow you to open your Forging the Baron pre-order packs. We will be discussing the, the cards that have been revealed so far in the main topic this evening. So this this is awesome. We finally have a release date. We finally got some new cards to talk about. And this is this is this is fantastic. Are you guys happy with the the pre-launch party again like they did during Dark Moon Dark Moon Fair? I thought it was fun. Like I thought it was a, a fun thing to watch. It was like a good video. Um I are they 
I don't they're, know. They're, they're doing the. They're doing the theory crafting stream is is based on decks on Reddit again, and they're giving away like 500 mega bundles nice. over the course of of uh, like the the that six days leading up to it, and um, yeah, I I think I think this is the right amount or the right way to do this. I, I like that it gets community engagement in building decks and things. It still gives those streamers the the uh, publicity that they get for uh you know getting to play early and that sort of thing but it doesn't feel like it's just them and everybody else is kind of left out so <laughs> if you watch it great if you don't watch it that's fine too I, I don't think it had a huge impact on the on the meta but it obviously does get a few people pointed at some certain things right away at the start of the start of the expansion so so the only thing that like was a little bit slow when I wasn't super into on the last stream was the duels like demo with uh Crip and Kibler, was it? Yeah. So yeah. if they if they do something with the new mode, which the new mode sounds okay, but I'm not like super excited about it. So if they do like a demonstration like that, that might drag a little bit for me. But I mean, for the rest of it, it's it's like any other thing they put out. It's going to be lighthearted. It's going to be fun. And it's going to be silly. So, like, yes, you'll get to see new cards. You'll get to chuckle some. And just, I mean, it's a good time. It's a well-produced event. So, like, if you, if you can put it on the background or watch it, go for it. If not, I mean, you can look at the cards afterwards. It's, it's going to be fun regardless. Dragon Rider, what do you think of the uh, pre-launch party and everything leading up to uh, the launch of the expansion? Yeah, I agree with what you said earlier, Mage. I think this is a much better way to do it. Like, get more people in the community involved with more of the giveaways and that kind of stuff. And and it's kind of spread out. It's not, like, just a single stream like they did before, right? Like, the, the giveaways and stuff are involved over multiple like you said, Reddit and Twitch and there's all that stuff. So I like that they're doing that. I liked it last time. I'm not really into watching the um, the the streams and the theory crafting stuff myself. Uh, I like to just play around with stuff on my own the first day, you know, first two days of the expansion. Um, so I won't really be watching a lot of those. Every once in a while, I'll put one of the streams on, like, just to support the streamer if I really like them kind of right. thing. But I like that it it is like there is an option. You don't have to do it. Um, I do wish they would add in a little bit more of like some of the the more up and coming streamers instead of just like the big popular, the big, the like, big names. you know, yeah. Which I understand from a like publicity point, you know, try to get the big names so there's more eyes on it. But you know, yeah. that it is what it is. I I like that they're doing Twitch drops or new expansion packs the weekend after launch. So like uh, that gives you incentive to watch streams in it. And it's going to be, I think across all of the Hearthstone category on Twitch. So big streamers, small streamers, you you'll, you'll potentially be able to earn some packs that way. So I, I, I like that they're doing that and keep that engagement going through the launch and even shortly after launch. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I Why don't we, Oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, like, I like the idea of getting packs afterwards just because, like, you never know how many packs you're still going to need or want. So, like, 
getting a couple extra after the fact is always nice. So you might you might be super close to that 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 pity timer or your next legendary, and like like three packs, two packs might push you over the line. So yes, definitely. All right, now I'm going to move us ahead, and we're going to talk about Stone Tusk Boar and Bluegill Warrior. Two cards that were going to be in the core set. They were going to get switched to Rush instead of Charge. But now that's not happening. They are moving to Wild and staying exactly the way they are. So after feedback from the community, Team 5 has decided to rotate these cards to Wild and replace them with with new cards in the core set for Year of the Griffin. Uh, That was announced via an Alec Dawson tweet saying one last piece of core set info before card reveals start tomorrow. We will be moving Stone Tusk Boar and Bluegill Warrior to Wild. They will go back to their original stat lines with Charge. Two new cards will replace Boar and Bluegill in the core set, a Beast and a Murloc with Rush. And Celestalon added some information about those new cards in a follow-up tweet saying, Look forward to everyone getting to meet Bluegill Warriors' more rosy-hued friend and also a friend of Ysera's. So a little sneak peek into that. There was a lot of talk about those two cards when when, when those were revealed. A lot of people talking in Wild specifically about any Finn Can Happen. Uh, deck uh, in Wild, which is a fairly popular deck. It's not like one of the premier meta decks right now in Wild, but it is a lot of fun to play, I think, if you're into that style of deck. And uh, that basically was going to remove all the charge damage from that deck. And so uh, they're 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 changing it back. You're going to be able to continue to play that deck in the future. So I assume I assume both of the new cards it's going to be a 1-1 beast with rush and a 2-1 vel or uh like mauve warrior or something like that you know just a uh, I, I could see it just being the exact same stat yeah, line as what they were going rush. to do with those two cards yeah and it just gives it a different name and different artwork Exactly. That's what I I, I yeah. picture when they say they're doing that. They want to leave this wild community with their cards, but they also don't want to have them as they are in standard. So the simplest way is just come up with two new cards. Yes. One is a 1-1 one, one Beast with Rush, and one is a 2-1 Murloc with Rush. So that makes right. sense. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's cool. I like that they're taking feedback from the community like that and really... It seems like they are taking feedback also from wild and standard players alike too with with things like this, which is really good to see, I think, especially for the community overall. Definitely agree. Uh, What about the battlegrounds? Yes. So we just kind of were talking about wild. Well, let's switch over to another format uh, with XR tweeting about the battlegrounds rating distribution. Uh, and this, these stats do um, include only players that have played at least five bat- five games of Battlegrounds in the last 20 days. So, you know, if you're playing one a week, well, you probably don't qualify for this, but anything more than that. Uh, so basically anybody about the 5,000 or less, that's actually 64% of players playing Battlegrounds. 
So that's the majority of players. Uh, if you're around 5,500, you're in the top 25%. 6,000, top 17%. 6,500 is the top 10%. 7,000 is the top 6%. 8,000 is the top 3%. And 9,000 is the top 1%. That's a pretty crazy breakdown, even looking at just like the difference between 500 or 1,000 rating doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a, a good chunk of players that's actually, you know, differentiating between those those ratings yeah yeah it's uh it's crazy how and you know battlegrounds is one of those things too where you can raise and fall out of those groups real real easily since there's no more ranked floors so like uh i've i've been over five thousand. now i'm sitting at about like 4800 right now so um and that feels about right. I don't feel like I'm a great Battlegrounds player, but I, I enjoy it. I still enjoy playing Battlegrounds. So, but I, I don't feel like I'm deserving. <laughs> I feel like these numbers are probably very correct. So, yeah. okay. I just want to say too, like, I, I feel like a lot of people think if they're 6,500 or 7,000, I've seen a lot of players who are at that rating and think they're really bad. And it's like, you're not though like that's really good but they're comparing themselves to people who have like twelve thousand or thirteen thousand it's like okay well you're comparing yourself to like the point zero zero one percent yeah you can't everyone can be yeah everyone can be educated collins or saliza or any of these they're like (laughs) just kicking butt every every stream that they play battlegrounds in Exactly. So. Like, not everyone's purple or, you know, one of those <laughs> high-level streamers. So, like, 60, you know, 6,500 is pretty good. You're way ahead of a lot of the other players in the game. So, I feel like that's probably equivalent to being, like, in, like, eh, not quite Legend. Legend's probably about 7,000, but that's pretty close. That's, like, Diamond 5, you know? So, mm-hmm. and that's not too yeah. shabby, so... Okay, so next up, Blizzard shares updated deck list for new slash returning player uh, decks in patch 20.0. Free deck is available to new players or players that have not logged into the game client in the last 120 days. Returning players will be prompted to select a deck right after logging in. Decks, we have Demon Hunter, Fair Outcast. Didn't get a fair invite? Doesn't matter. Join these new fellow outcasts and cause a ruckus. Uh, Druid, Dark Moon Menagerie. Ramp up your mana early to summon massive minions of different types. Bring them back with an Azoth to close out the game. Hunter, Petting Zoo. Overwhelm your opponent with this aggressive hunter deck. Deal tons of damage with your minions and keep your opponents on their toes with a wide selection of secrets. Mage has brain power. Take down your opponent by casting a flurry of spells with this mage deck. Fire off as many spells as you can, then close out the game with haymakers like Yogg-Saron, Masters of Fate. Then we have Paladin, Justice of the Deep. Summon minions of all types and empower them with your Librams. Bring them back with Nazoth to ensure your victory in the late game. Priest. 
Relentless Rally. Bring back your impressive early game minions over and over again with Rally. Rogue has Shattered Secrets. Shuffle the shattered pieces of Cthulhu into your deck to empower your cards. Draw the pieces that to reassemble Cthulhu and destroy your opponents in one blow. Shaman, Infinite Doom Hammer. Crash your opponent's party with Arnara. Uh, <laughs> Combine her with Doom Hammer and Storm Strike to quickly burst down your opponent. Warlock has Big Top Brawlers. Demons have taken over the fair. Summon a swarm of small minions to overwhelm your opponents before they have time to react. And finally, Warrior has Watley's Warriors. Watley has assembled together a group of all kinds of minions. Use his baton to buff them all at once. So, that's, I mean, very well written. Very, very, uh, um, kind of flavorful recipes as what you'd expect from, you know, the, the their deck recipes. So, very cool. I mean, it's great that, you know, they give people like a complete deck they can use right away when they come back to the game or start the game so they're not completely left out in the cold so i love that feature about hearthstone it's it's interesting that several of them are built around the big uh one of the big old gods from from the dark moon mm -hmm. fair so that so that still feels rather relevant though we didn't see them get played a whole lot during this current meta with a with three sets rotating, I you know one would have to believe that maybe they'll see a little bit more play in the at least in the initial going. So these seem like like really good options. And if you're not a returning player or a new player, uh, they do have the deck codes for each of these decks in the post. So if you want to try one of the decks, uh, you can actually take the deck code and uh, and build it yourself. So, speaking of, Blizzard posts on returning deck update may have leaked upcoming nerf to Nitro Boost Poison. An initial post had a 2-mana Nitro Boost Poison as part of the Warrior deck. It has been since changed back to 1-mana. Shocking, literally no one. <laughs> Nitro po Boost Poison needs to cost 2-mana. Is, is anyone shocked by this? Shocked face. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't look shocked, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. So, um, yeah. There, there you go. I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure that it needs to, but I know that there's enough people that would like it to that it it obviously is probably going to. I I I think I subscribe to where Jay Alexander is at on this. That this is just a really good card, but is made. Quite a bit better by the fact that we still have secret passage in standard and and the ability to just be able to get this corrupted so easily uh, and uh, be able to find it and then uh, use it. It just it, it's 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 a good card made even better because there's a broken card in in the rogue decks right now. Well, and so they seem to be happy with the other rogue cards. So I mean, if they're not going to change Foxy Fraud Swindle, then you know the least they could do is change Nitro Boost Poison. So they they seem to I wouldn't mind. They might they seem happy with Foxy Fraud as it is. So 
Yeah, no, I, I get that. They, you know, they're keeping an eye on that card too. They even said that they were, I mean, I guess I'd like to have seen this stay at one mana and then just adjust what it does in that, you know, maybe it, maybe it only does one, you know, one buff to the one plus one attack to both your weapon and your, and the minion, or maybe it only gives plus one to the weapon you know, something so that it's not quite as much burst, yeah. but still can stay at one mana. But that's not the route they decided to go. My hope is that this card doesn't get completely removed from all rogue decks. I don't... Th- like like Cold Blood and some of the other cards that when they go from one mana to two mana, that's a huge difference. And especially when you're talking about a card that needs to be corrupted or comboed, it makes it even tougher to 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 warrant being put in a deck. I mean, when you when you think about it, like comparing it to, um, like I just think of where they they move like Twin Slice. Twin Slice used to be zero mana for two damage. Now it's two damage or two mana for four damage. So it's like, I feel like that's where they want something like this. Like, I feel like they probably thought, like, hey, let's try this, see if we see what reaction we get. And, like, we know it's going to be powerful, but how powerful is it? Is it going to break something? And I don't think it's broken anything, but just Rogue is really, really strong right now. And um, it's too easy to use as is. And I don't know. I mean, they, they've generally had the, the uh, design philosophy of, like, well, we'd rather change the mana than change what the card does so you don't get confused. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, that's, I mean, it's in line. I agree with you that it's, it would probably be better suited adjusting to probably a plus one, plus one. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you guys, and then Mage brought it up, what you thought about changing it to one one and one instead of changing the mana. But yeah, I mean, looking at the the cost of things, I mean, there, it feels like there's a lot of other stuff that's basically four damage for two mana. You know, with like, or you do have to maybe have a stipulation to get that, but I mean, evis- it feels like that kind of falls in line. I was yeah. going to say, Eviscerate, the most key card, like the most like <laughs> cornerstone rogue card is... Play two cards, deal four damage, right? Like it for two mana. Like that's yeah. that's like and and eviscerates everywhere. I feel like I feel like uh nitro boost poison is a little bit more it, it doesn't put all your eggs in one basket as cold blood does. Like cold blood puts four damage on a single minion. Nitro boost yeah. like it's like, okay, well give it two to your weapon, two to your minion. So I feel like that flexibility might see it through farther than it did for cold blood. I could be wrong. I so. Yeah, I would hope so too. I I, I, hope I, so. I don't think the card's broken. Like I really don't. I just, I, I'm like, something has to give and, and that's where they chose to give, you know? What I mean? I'm going to suggest, and this is just my two cents and it's, uh, you know, partly that I like rogue and I like playing, some of the decks is that uh, I didn't think something needed to give. If you okay. if you look at how Aggro Rogue is doing now, pe- people are 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 uh, it's it's not doing very well. 
as far as if you look at its win percentage, uh, if you look at Diamond Ranks and into Legend Rank, people are, are expecting it and they are making, you know, they're playing against it differently and they're running oozes and things like this. And I actually had to switch off that deck in order to make my Legend push this month because I was running into so many like armor and and healing and taunts and weapon destruction and all that sort of thing. There there are ways you can counter this. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, even, you know, even Highlander decks can were, were eating me for breakfast. So I, you know, I don't necessarily think this needed to happen, but I'm not surprised that it happened given the amount of uproar about it. So, so I, I hear what you're saying. My, my counterpoint to, to what you're saying is the fact that weapon destruction is everywhere like literally coming out of my ears i have acidic swamp bruises coming out of my ears like they are basically you in probably get that checked yeah, i would assume I would so i'm gonna go see a doctor tomorrow but um yes like the fact that acidic swamp ooze was everywhere um and all the weapon destructions there speaks to the 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 quality of nitrogen and it's not just rogue like warrior was using it like very aggressively too so it's not it's not rogue that is like the sole problem but like it just feels when when it's when it's being utilized to that that effectiveness in multiple classes like so i don't know i'm not an expert and i i, I play more so so controlly decks so that's my my personal feelings on it but like I'm going to admit that I don't know everything, and like so, this is this is coming from my point I, of view. I I don't think it was as bad as when Shaman was going yes. crazy with with with, with the uh, with the evolve weapon, mm -hmm. but it was you know I think I think it made Highlander decks cons considerably more appealing because you had Zephyrus to try and find those because you were running one ofs you could put. Things like ooze, you could put sticky fingers, you could put, you know, Harrison Jones, even if you really wanted to, you you could put multiple cards like that into your deck and 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 have that not be necessarily a huge detriment. So That's fair. You, you're not going to necessarily have some of those options after rotation. So, yes, it probably did need to be looked at, but um, I'm kind of sad about it. I'm sorry. I I I agree with you. Like I said, I would have liked to see it as a one mana one one. Like I think that's sure. a better use for it. It's still easily corruptible. It still does something useful, and it's still. I mean, it's it's you you know you get potentially three damage out like three damage out of it over like say a dagger swing and your minion that like gets to attack once hypothetically. So. Well, why don't we move yes, on yes. to Alec Dawson revealed the rest of the reverted card nerfs via tweets on Wednesday and Thursday last week. We'll have uh, the links to those tweets in the show notes. But real quick, going through the Shaman Gut Spirit Claws uh, will now cost one mana down from two. Corrupted Elementalist will now cost five down from six. Evocation of Frost now costs one down from two. Dragon's Pact is going to be plus three plus three when you've invoked twice instead of plus two plus two. And Flame Tongue Totem is now going to be a two mana zero two totem. So 
pretty much all the uh, all the shaman Galakron buffs or invokes that got yeah. nerfed shortly after the release of Descent of Dragons uh, ended up getting getting reverted back, and as we expected, and sp- <laughs> yes, and Spirit Claws since you don't have a twenty five percent chance of just instantly buffing it with your hero power. Um, that, that suddenly makes more sense to be to be that way as well. So, uh, Warlock is only had one change. I'm actually surprised they didn't have more. Fiendish rights, the invoke for Warlock, is going to go back to three mana down from four. So, that was the one that buffed yeah. all your existing minions, evoked, and then gave you two one one imps as well. I'd forgotten about that card. I'd literally <laughs> forgotten about that card because yeah. it was just a lot of people did because it just had the uh, the three one that invoked and the um, crazed disciple or whatever the two two rush. Um, yeah. So uh, devoted devoted maniac. devoted maniac. There it? we go. Yeah. Yeah, and then the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You were one right, like when we were first starting out, we ran two of these, and then we started running one of these, and then it got nerfed, and then we, you weren't running it at all. And so, I don't know that you're actually going to run this even at three mana again because it, it just it, it it buffs an existing board, which is nice, but it's it doesn't help you like really build a board, and you don't necessarily. You're not necessarily going to have minions to leverage the plus one attack that you you get from this. So it's like it doesn't seem that great. No, and you'd probably uh rather run the Dragon Blight cultist, right? The three one that invokes and gets Yeah. Yeah, so Yes. Uh Warrior Head, a couple changes. Scion of Ruin, the uh is now going back to three mana down from four mana. That's the one that you get multiple copies yeah. if you've invoked. Forgot twice. about that one too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good card there for a while, and then it, it when it went to four mana, it, uh, it it fell out of it fell out. Uh, Bloodsworn Mercenary now has three attack and three health, up from plus or up from a two man two attack two health. So that one was like one of the. Weakest slaps on the wrist a card has ever got. Bad Bloodsworn Mary. Don't you do that again. Don't you duplicate that co-card in the again. Don't you do it. <laughs> or, or the freaking uh, Armorsmith. It, it suddenly, you know oh, what? Yeah. It still was able to duplicate that Armorsmith just as easily as a 2-2 that it did as a 3-3. It just didn't give you one additional armor. Exactly. And when, it, when it, it didn't get it, to go that third round with the Risky Skipper. Yes. So, you know. Yes. It was it was very and, upset about that. It's glad to be back. And finally, charge the spell charge is going to it's coming back. It is going to cost three up from its current one, but it's going to retain its original plus two attack and charge text. So you can actually put charge on a minion yeah it's, it should have been named rush <laughs> for the longest time rush yes <laughs> so those are fun those yeah. were those were uh the all the class cards then we got 10 neutral cards that got changed 
Undertaker is going back to a gain plus one, plus one, instead of just plus one attack. That's fair. Arcane Golem is getting charge back. It Thank is you. only going to be a 4-2 instead of a 4-4. Four, four. Leper Gnome gets its second attack back, so going up to a 2-1 instead of a 1-1. One, one. Knife Juggler gets its third attack back, so it's a 3-2 up from a 2-2. Two, two. Bone Mare is going to go cost 7 like it originally did, down from eight. I'm having nightmares Archivist. right there. That bone mare at seven. Oh, oh that's terrible. Uh, but it's yeah. I mean, it's in wilds. Exactly. So that, I don't have to one, see that it. That one you're not gonna. That one you're not gonna see. I still have trauma. Archivist, Archivist Elisiana is now back to eight mana, down from nine. Bad luck albatross is going to cost three, down from four. Get your Highlander. Uh, deck tech going with this. Serenade Chain Gang is going back to its copy. It copy may summon a copy of itself again, as opposed to summon a two three chain gang. Dragon Queen Alex Stra- Alex Straza is going to generate zero mana dragons, but it still will not be able to find itself. And Frenzied Fellwing is the final one. Health has been increased to three, so it's a 3-3 three, three instead of a 3-2. So there's some fun ones in there. Some ones that we're going to get to play with in standard for for about a week or so after the patch goes live before, before the actual uh, rotation and all that occurs. Um, any of these jump out to you as... Um, you know, if you had if you had to vote in the poll question and you got to choose one of these cards, is there one that you would want to use? Serenite Chain Gang. I want I want to play my old school Shudderock <laughs> yeah, Shaman back. You should have seen when I said Serenite Chain Gang. Daring was like two thumbs up, big smile on the face. It's like, yeah, I should have known that was going to be your pick. Yep. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. Dragon Rider, what about you? Okay, so I will start by saying, first of all, and and, uh, I'll mention this later, but you can hear me talking about this somewhere else as well. Uh, But I feel like all of these, like the neutrals and the class ones, the nerfs that happened to those were, I'm saying it as they were a product of their time. So at the time they were relevant, they needed these nerfs. Now... A lot of these are rotating or there are like they've been in wild, like you guys were saying, and they're just not with the nerfs. They're not good enough. And even going back to how they were before the nerfs, some of these cards still might not be good enough. Um, So it's, it's cool to see them going back even to, you know, cards that got nerfed like years and years ago, like with Undertaker, right? That's just been quite a while since that one happened. Um, so it's really cool to see that they're still going back and looking at some of those. Um, so with a lot of these being like a product of their time, I'm glad they're doing that. Um, but a couple of them are kind of interesting, I feel like. Um, for me, it's especially interesting the uh, like the Dragon Queen. And I think they mentioned... I don't know if it was maybe in another tweet or something, but along with Dragon Queen Alex Straza getting zero cost minions, uh, the rogue Galakrond uh, is also going to be 
getting you zero cost cards again. So I'm kind of interested about that just because it feels like zero cost cards are kind of scary sometimes. But, you know, these They're, are going to be rotating. Zero cost cards wild, that aren't but... supposed to be zero cost cards are broken. right. Plain, plain yeah. and simple. Right. So it's like. <laughs> if you could live long enough probably, to do it. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are late game cards. That's true. Um, it's just so I, I feel like that's the big thing that jumps out to me is it's like it's kind of interesting that they're deciding to put those back to the, the zero step. But I, maybe it won't be as relevant in wild with, you know, how many powerful things there are going on in wild. Um Whereas in standard, it was way more relevant. And, uh, you know, there was a point made, um, again, I'll mention this in a little while, but um, that in wild, there's a much bigger pool of dragons. Like, for example, and a lot of the dragons aren't very good. So Dragon Queen Alexstrasza giving you some, you know, a couple of dragons, you know, it might be actually somewhat playable, at the zero where like with that many bad dragons, it might not be if they still cost one. So I I like it. I like it too. I, I want to, I want to play some aggressive decks with frenzied Fellwing again. And I really liked Scion of Ruins. So I might try playing some Galakron warrior before uh, next week when the, uh, when this change, whenever this change goes into effect and, and, and feel how powerful that was again. For the last little bit before they rotate. Yeah, I mean, like we're getting yeah. knife juggler back right at normal cost. Uh yeah, uh uh Arcane Golem, you know, that's that's just Huffer. That's just Huffer that gives your yeah. opponent a crystal. Doesn't much matter. Always yeah. Huffer. It's, it's always, always Huffer. Huffer. <laughs> you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, is it Leoc? Is it going to be me? No, it's always Huffer. It is always Huffer. That's, like, from the days of, like, my first, like, Face Hunter deck. Like, that was Knife Juggler, uh, Wolf Rider. Um, so, I am... I feel like things might get real aggressive with some of these changes. Like, mm. I don't think anyone's going to have to worry about... Uh, Bouncing back, Arch Archivist Elysiana now with uh, <laughs> uh, with a uh, youthful brewmaster for a couple days. I don't think yeah. we're gonna go to double Archivist Elysiana games anymore. But still, the Frenzy Failwing will see play the and then it's a boon for the 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 uh, the last boon for the Highlander decks before they get rotated out. Right, the Dragon Queen going back to. Zero cost dragons, so like that'll make its way back into some of the decks at least if if mage is being played in there. So, yeah. What what's the um? Oh shoot, there was another one that I think was getting changed. Uh, the I think it's neutral, the one that uh, had the spell burst that gives you two mana worms. Um, yeah, we talked about one... it last week. The the because it's. Because yeah. of the mana worm change, it there is. Was a it's a four cost. Remember. It's a four cost instead of five cost, and it's like a three five, right? right? Instead of yeah, instead of a three yeah. six. Yes, and I can't remember if we talked about it last week or not. But if we, we didn't, did. I did want to mention again. I thought of another point that that actually does change uh, the relevancy, I guess, or maybe, but. Um, 
that's no longer going to be in the pool for five cost minions from Jandis. So Rogue, you know, kind of abusing that a little bit when it does pop up and then get to buff up a bunch of mana worms. Like, that's not going to be a thing anymore. Um, so it, there's some relevant changes like that. And then a couple of the cards I thought of as well um, that are, are getting changed. We probably talked about some of them last week as well. But being able to find a bit of a varying thing from Zephyrus is also going to throw people off a little bit i think for for the like weakened standard that we still have zephyrus and some of those cards changing so kind of interested to see how that's gonna happen uh, you want to uh, talk to the ixar twitter yes. um q a from last week dragon rider yes absolutely so just like every week there was another ixar q a uh, and we will have the link for that. But this one uh, covered launches of the next rewards track and classic mode, achievements, battlegrounds, and cosmetics, among other topics. Uh, with the next rewards track and classic mode, uh, we'll launch when forged in the Baron's launches. I think that's um, probably something that all of us kind of expected, but it's good to have that clarification. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the rewards track launched about a week or so before the expansion last time. And so maybe there was going to be a little bit of a lead in like that. And then I think there was definitely people that were excited about getting into classic mode and and maybe getting to do that a little bit before Forges of the Barons launched. But no such luck. Yeah, no, they're going to dump all of it on us at one time. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> yep. Um, regarding distribution, or ugh, I can't talk today. Regarding disruption cards, if 10 to 15% of decks are Tictus decks, I think that's probably a bad thing, regardless of whether they win or not. Kind of interesting. Um, regarding the core set, he says, burst generally means win condition, and we tried to remove most major win conditions from the core set. Win conditions are the thing that stand out most game to game. So when they are a part of core, it can mean they are all you remember about games all year long. That said, we are still making uh, burst and win condition cards in expansions. Many of them, in fact. Mm, I kind of like that myself. Um, I think we can definitely just see that in terms of changes like we were talking about with, you know, changing the little things like bluegill and, you know, bore instead of having them charge, they're going to rush minions. Um, things like changing how Alexstrasza works, you know, that's been a big, like, you know, burst endgame finisher, you know, could immediately remove 15 health from, from a player. So that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm glad to hear that and kind of have that, I guess, theory or, or decision behind that talked about. Uh, and then the last thing it says here is regarding Doom in the Tomb type events. Uh, maybe mini sets spawned from the idea we tried to do shake-up events between expansions, but they were all worse than just releasing a small amount of new cards. Doom in the Tomb also just went on for a little too long. Next time, I think we'd do it at the end of an expansion for no more than a couple weeks. I think a lot of people <laughs> felt like Doom in the Tomb went <laughs> on. 
Way too long. Don't, yes. don't. The, the Serenite Chain Gang say it best. How long can this go on? Way too long. Way, way, way too, way. Oh, my God. Ah. Oh. I thought I was having bone mirror flashbacks. Doom in the tomb. That's some other kind of PTSD. Uh, so, let's look at um, uh, Zhao, Zhao Bai wins Master's Tour Iron Forge. He Zhao uh, Bai beat Maverick 3-0 in the final. Rest of the top eight was Maverick, Turna, Trazion, Floki, Okasinske, Okasinske, uh, Zhao Wang, and CD. So I know Zhao Zhao Wang was um used to be Lion King. Um, they said so. That's that's a name from from Masters, uh, uh, the like HTC's past. So that is a Chinese player that that we don't see very often, but the name was familiar and from like worlds. Um, and his lineup was uh, Zhao Bai's lineup uh, was Bomb Warrior, Highlander Druid, Lifesteal, OTK Ju- uh, Demon Hunter, and Aggro Rogue. So, um, did you did either of you guys watch this or, or watch some of it, or would you would you think of? Uh, because this was the new first new uh, event with the 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 separate team, someone else running the Masters Tour. Can you? I saw I saw a little bit uh, of the early Swiss rounds, and it seemed like I like the first. I remember the first game on stream was a was a priest mirror. Yeah, <laughs> they looked like they were about ready to cry at one point. <laughs> um, it was it was like literally they had finished the first game. It's like, well, I think most of the rest of the first round is done, but we've still got to find out who the winner of this series is going to be. And so I didn't get to see as much of it, but I I like I like getting to watch Masters Tour content. And this was a lot of fun to watch the the parts that I did get to see. They did a nice job of uh, of showing different uh, different people and and uh, the I think the deck options were really interesting. There was lots of things that you could bring, and uh, so so it ended up being I think I think pretty interesting. But I, I didn't get to see as much on Saturday and Sunday. How about you, Dragon yeah. Rider? What did you think? Yeah, I kind of, um, I was kind of watching a lot. Like, I was also streaming those days and then uh, supporting Neji. Neji Boston was playing in it. So um, mostly I was watching the bracket to see how he was doing uh, rather than actually listening to the broadcast. But I, I was trying to watch it at least. Um, but it it felt really cool to have a big tournament like on the you know broadcast again because it feels like it's been so long. Like, since there's been, like, a big official tournament. Yeah. So, I think in terms of that, it was really cool. And I, I am a little bummed that the broadcast did start off with a priest mirror. Because I even saw on Twitter, <laughs> like, a lot of people were like, Oh, log into the first tournament, you know, to see. And it's priest mirror. Immediately turn it off. You know, and it's like, <laughs> oh, like, that feels bad. You know, especially because I'm just, I'm so into the competitive scene. I love the tournaments. You know, I love these broadcasts. I love casting. So, like, to me, I was like, oh, that's so sad. Like, I I, I feel bad for, you know, the broadcast team as well. Because, like, so many people saw that and then just turned it off. And it's like, oh, Man, that on. was such a good match, too. Uh, that was an insane priest it was, mirror. It was, there was, there was a, like, 
I I'm not going to lie. Like I am not a priest player, and I don't particularly like watching priest play. <laughs> but there, I mean, it was interesting. Some of the some of the turns were really it it's with priest. It, it feels like a lot of times you're playing chicken, and yeah. like who's gonna do what first, and you know how. How how big a swing is that first swing, and then how bad or how big is the swing back by the opposing player, and yeah. and and how and and seeing how that was going and 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 all that, it, it was it was a good game, I, I, but it just felt like it went on forever at the same it, time. It, re- yeah. it reminded me of the um, way back in the day, one of the like mirrors that stood out the most since I've been watching professional Hearthstone. It goes back to DreamHack. I think it was in Denver. Um, Anesiac versus... Um, I can cannot remember his name now. It just slipped my mind. Then they played a, druid, a token druid mirror. And it was like the most interesting thing. God, I can see his face. Ah, son of a fire! It's not fire bat. It's <laughs> ah, god, darn it! I cannot remember his name. <laughs> like I'm literally staring at his his mug, his smug mug in my head, and I can't. Zelay, Zelay. There we go. It was Zelay. It was. Uh, I should have known when you said smug. exactly. That that's who you were referring exactly. to. Exactly. That gets the point across. It was the lay versus Amnesiac and Dreamhack finals. And it was a druid mirror, a token druid mirror. It was so interesting. I felt like that was like that was a nutty match to watch. So like it's like a very much a, a very enjoyable one. I also really liked um the production levels on on the tournament. Like when the match was over, they kept talking but they would have replays of like like you know very sports like yeah. of like important plays during the game and like it was like I was like that's something very new and it looked really good so like I was like yes this is this is good I I like this a lot this it was a very cool uh, addition to it so yeah, that's like a very ESL. Yeah, thing. exactly. So it is, and it they weren't doing it before. They they weren't doing it. They they were just like talking about it. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, it, for me, it was really great to see a lot of uh, newer players and like more up and coming players that we don't necessarily know that aren't you know grandmasters, um, because I feel like there were a lot of like lesser known players who did really well overall in the tournament. So for me, I really liked to see that because I feel like, um, you know, even looking at like the Twitter feed, you know, a lot of people from like uh, THL, you know, and, and kind of our semi pro semi competitive scene that we have in, in, you know, our little small edge of the world, you know, it seemed like a lot of them really put in a lot of work and time. And so it was really cool to see some of their names up there. Uh, which included, and I talked about, uh, you know, really watching the brackets and seeing how he did. But yeah, our um, Amberflight gaming player, Neji Boston, was playing in it. And he ended up actually going, uh, the first day he went four and one in the five um, games. And then uh, ended the whole thing at six and three, ending 45th. He was just shy of actually being able to get, like, the qualification for the next tournament and, and getting into the top 16. But 
he still did. I mean, that's an impressive record because that there were so many people in like such high level play in that. So six and three is like nothing to slouch at. So we were we were all like cheering for him like after every single match in the in the Discord and stuff. Like, yeah, all right, good job. You know, so that was really cool. So does that real quick, does he get qualified for the next one automatically or is it seven? Was it seven then? Seven and two he uh. would have, yeah. So that's why it's like it did feel pretty bad. Um, Well, yeah, uh, it's still that. I mean, that's still really impressive. Don't get me wrong. So, yeah, that was a that seemed like a very stacked field because there's been such a a drought of big tournaments. It felt like all the big names were were competing in it. And, you know, so. So, yeah, six and three is, is is a great record. Yeah, absolutely. And so because that actual big tournament was going on, there were no qualifiers. So I don't have an update on, you know, how I did in the qualifiers. But instead of tournaments, I did end up doing some other cool content stuff. And so I just wanted to plug those really quick. And one of them was a good friend and other legend player, uh, Sam Sees Ghosts. Uh, Him and I did a a chat that kind of ended up like a podcast just because there were some video issues. But uh, we did a chat talking about like mentality and how to play in Legend and like improve in Legend. Uh, so we'll have the YouTube link for that if anybody's interested in checking that out. And then also last week I was a guest on the Born to Be Wild podcast. And even though I don't really play wild, uh, they invited me on uh, to be kind of part of their celebration for uh, Women's Month. And so I kind of, you know, in a way took over the show a little bit and I turned around and asked them questions, you know, and, and tried to get some information on, uh, you know, coming from a standard perspective, like how do you get into wild or, you know, what kinds of things would somebody who might be interested in trying wild who hasn't before uh, be interested in. So definitely if that is something that is of interest to anybody listening, I highly recommend you go check out uh, that as well. And they have it on YouTube or an audio format, just like this show. Okay, so that is the rundown on our news. Um, wow, 40, 54 minutes into it. We may have yeah. gone off the rails a, a little bit there and had some good conversation. <laughs> but So we'll kind of quickly go through some of the the, the cards that got revealed here. Um, so, Mage, you want to take it away and go through our... Yes, so... We, we've been talking new cards, new cards. Let's talk about new cards. Let's talk about the new cards. We got seven new cards revealed today as we record this on Tuesday the 16th. Uh, seven of them, they're on the official Play Hearthstone website. Uh, some of the highlights, we have a new Kazakis card. This is uh, one of the neutral legendaries, four mana, three, three, Battle Cry. If your deck has no four-cost cards, build a custom golem. So you pick a one, three, or five, or one, five, or ten mana golem, and then you get to apply this effect to it, which seems really cool. Uh, did Did you guys see? Did Did you guys see the uh, the video? See that? Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. That was really, really good. 
like the video, the animation of it being revealed. <laughs> so, yes, the one of the the it was a it was revealed on a Wangxi animation, yeah. which was which was quite good. Definitely. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Go watch that. It is if you've played WoW before, that that was amazing. <laughs> that, like that has happened to you. If you played WoW, you've you've had that exact scenario happen to you. So. Please go enjoy it. It was yes. hilarious, as those videos usually are. But I, I thought this one was one of the best they've done. I like that Kazakus is back, and I like the fact that it's not a Highlander-based card. Um, this is this is uh, this no no other mana cost card uh, is something we've seen the before. Blood uh, but yeah, yeah. yes. Keliseth was one Keliseth. of those cards way back uh, when. What was that third? And then there was a three mana card, and then a four mana. The card. four mana one was awful. The third one, the three mana one was pretty good, and obviously we all and remember Keliseth, Keliseth Shadow Step, Keliseth <laughs> Shadow Step, Keliseth. Yeah, I remember those days. So I, so I, I like these cards that allow you to like build something during the game so that you can potentially customize it to whatever the situation is. Uh, what, what did you, what did you think? Of, what do you think of the Kazakas card there? Dragon Rider? I think it's pretty cool. I'm interested that they, they didn't show all of the options, did they? Or did they, they, they didn't show the, oh, like they, they like showed you could get there. a one, five or 10 cost golem. And then there right. was some other pick that you do after that with three options. Yeah, as well. so it's it's like the original Kazakis. You pick the mana cost, and then you pick two effects. And the one they show in the video was taunt, draw two cards at five. So that would be because I just don't. I, I guess I didn't understand if that was like, are they always going to be no, the same no. options, or is there going to be like a variety that it's just a discover out of like. It's off. basically the Kazakus potion again, except for a spell, you're putting it on a minion. And I don't pretend I don't remember the Kazakus because it's been so, so long. Kazak Kazakus is you definitely have not <laughs> yeah, played exactly. wild then because <laughs> he is he is seeing plenty of players. So you there. pick one, you kick you pick the cost of the potion, and then you pick two effects on it. So this is the same thing. You pick and a one cost, five cost, or ten cost minion, and then we don't know what the field of effects are, but the the effects you can okay, pick. That's... One of them is draw two cards, and one of them's taunt. So, okay. So yeah. So depending, you'll so they're presumably at the higher cost of the golem, the bigger the effect that you get to put on it, that sort of thing, just like the original Kazakas potion as well. Um, so it'll be interesting once we get to see what all those options are. Uh, we got to see two other legendaries, two class legendaries. One of them is a 10 mana legendary. Seems like Mage always has one of these. This is uh, Mordresh Fire Eye, a 10 mana 10 10. With a battle cry that says, if you've dealt 10 damage with your hero power this game, deal 10 damage to all enemies. That means minions plus the opponent's face. Um, This seems interesting, especially with the... We'll talk about another card um, in a second that it got to support it. Um, It's a slower card, but it is a board control slash burn 
Not much. Not much yeah. is going to survive a uh, ten damage AOE. So like that's a board clear and ten damage to the face with a what is the stats on the minion? I'm sorry, I don't remember. Is it a ten minute? Oh, so it's a ten, ten minute. Ten. So you get a ten ten that clears the board, does ten damage to the face, and there's a ten ten on the board. Um, if you're yeah a stroll slow controlling mage deck, this seems to do everything you want. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. The, I, I, oh, go ahead, oh, Dragon Rider. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, I feel like as long as there's the the support or, like, reasons to use your hero power, this gets a lot better. Because, like, the current mages right now don't really use their hero power, I think, enough to make that valid. But, again, you know, Daring mentioned there is at least one card. So I'm curious to see if there's going to be even more support for using the hero power. Right. Yes, I I would suspect so to make use of this, and if not necessarily this expansion, we we've got two more exta- expansions during Year of the Griffin too. So, uh, the other legendary that we saw was a five mana Paladin legendary, five mana four four Battle Cry, or first of all Canyon Master Smith, Battle Cry, transform your secrets into three three soldiers. They transform back when they die. So it's like living mana. Way back when took your mana crystals and made minions. This takes your secrets, makes minions, and then you get the secrets back once those minions die. That's weird and kind of cool at the same <laughs> time. Dragon, yes. Dragon Rider, you play Paladin. What do you think of yes. this? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, kind of like you described. Like, it's cool, but is it good? I'm not sure yet. Because in even looking at, so, the the 3-3 that you get is a Northwatch soldier. And it, it it is a death rattle transformed back into a secret. So, there could be a little bit of counterplay. Like, if people can silence it or, or something. Um, maybe we see the, oh, now I can't remember the name. From the last expansion, the neutral that has the death rattle of like silence all minions. Oh yeah, the the two mana, the the two mana three through that like yeah on death rattle silences the board. Yes, that would yeah. suck. Though <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I mean three three minions, it, it, like you you made your secrets into three mana three threes. Yeah, I mean those those are still on the board even if they don't become secrets again. Yes, you may want the secrets back, but it's probably not as big a loss as say not getting your mana back when you when they silenced the living mana. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's where I think this is like it seems cool, but it's probably not as good just because I don't know. I feel like the paladin secrets aren't super great either. So it's like, do you really want to be playing paladin secrets to then get these bodies and? Then if they remove it, then you get the kind of crappy secret back. Like I don't know, maybe. So also, but it's going to be also interesting. Also, mass dispel isn't in core. Going to be in the core set, so like you don't really like that is something you don't have to worry about. Um. So yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Paladin secrets aren't great, so like at the end, after you lose three three bodies, I mean, because this is a five drop, right? So you have to either hope a bunch of your secrets stick or you just all of a sudden like spend five you know five men on turn like this might be great if like mysterious challenger was still a thing but (laughs) i mean to to be fair though 
to be fair, Avenge is a secret, right? So we're getting Avenge back. So the best paladin paladin secret paladin secrets cost one and there are there there's uh that inconspicuous rider the three mana two two is that still going to be in standard for another year i think so yes i think so yeah Yeah, so so like you're not paying you know like you're paying one mana to then, when you play this, get a 3-3 three, three for that one mana investment. And then you might not even lose that investment because it might become a secret again once it dies. So, I don't know. I, I This seems interesting enough that I want to see, see, see it. it. It could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, as, far as, as far as epics, we have a neutral epic, Primordial Protector, an 8-mana 6-6 six, six, Elemental. That says, Battlecry, draw your highest cost spell, summon a random minion with the same cost. Um, that, what was it, the Spiteful Summoner? Like, it's Spiteful Summoner, Uh but you draw the card. Hmm, I wonder if I can think of a class that has a great 10 mana spell (laughs) that is already going to be playing and ramping up real, real quickly. Hmm. And it draws your highest cost spell, too. Like, I'm not saying, I don't know if this is going to be good against the across the board, but, like, it, it, the only deck that I can think of off the top of my head that's probably going to be trying to use this is Druid. Like, it's going to be Druid. I'm kind of so, curious to see if people try, like, an elemental mage with this. It could. With uh, what's the the eight cost spell that gives you eight eight elementals? Oh, the grand finale. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yes. Well, we saw it in the in the Wangshi video for shaman with tidal waves, so oh. that's uh, that's kind of interesting as well potentially. If you're kind of a mid range to more controlling shaman. Yeah, I, I mean, I what I kind of like it. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, oh, okay. I kind of like I it. There's more. I was going to say, I feel like Control Shaman is probably going away somewhat at this set because it's losing both Hagatha's Scheme and Earthquake. Yeah. Uh, may- maybe you are correct. So it looks like I actually missed one of the legendaries. It is the Demon Hunter legendary. It's Kurtus Ashen- Ashfall. Ashfallen, sorry. Four mana, three, four. Battlecry, attack the left and right, right most enemy minions. Outcast, immune this turn. So uh, it's going to automatically attack the left and right most minion when, it, when you play it. And if it's outcast, though, it is going to be immune. So it's just going to do the three damage to those minions without dying. So it's it's Illidan from Battlegrounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's just the Illidan power from Battlegrounds. But um mm. it I mean I don't know, that's weird. It feels I I don't know. I I don't know about that. It, it, it's cheap enough and it's enough to do board control early on, especially if you can outcast it. But I I don't know. I guess if you're trying um, like the OTK style, this might be a good fit, but I'm not sure about another demon. I I don't know. 
this is a weird one, so I have no idea where I stand on it. But it's interesting, and it's cool. It's very flavorful. Yeah, it feels like kind of an effect that we haven't really seen before, so I'm not really sure how it's going to actually play out. But yeah, in terms of like the stat line, maybe it's going to be better if there's a lot like token style decks with small stuff that you can use it, or if there's a way to buff your minion like in hand and then play it so that it's actually bigger and can take something out. But I I feel like this is going to be kind of meta dependent on if it's used or not. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in love with the stat line. I feel like you definitely want to have this in outcast position so that it makes sure that it survives those two attacks. So I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure what I think about this. But the last the last two cards are both rare cards. One is a demon hunter card. One is a mage card. Uh, the mage card we've hinted at a little bit before. It is a four mana three five reckless apprentice. So, uh, Shinjin Shieldmaster or Shield Slammer or whatever, whatever that thing was from way back in the day, that those stats, but battle cry, fire your hero power at all enemies. I can get you towards that 10 damage that you need for also, also keep eye. in mind, um, fallen heroes in, in play two mana, three, two, your hero power deals an extra one damage. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. Yep. Yes, this is and this oh. and this is a this is a built-in hero power. So Battlecry says fire your hero power. So if you had the fallen hero on the board, it would do two damage to all those things. All the Oh my god, I read that wrong. So so think about this for a second. Oh. oh, I don't have Blizzard anymore, but guess what? Six <laughs> mana deal deal two damage to everything on the board. And if there's more than more than uh if there's four minions out there, that's 10 damage right there in one foul swoop. Yep. Yep. This, yep. Oh my, this is why we read cards. <laughs> I read this card wrong. <laughs> I did. It's okay. not fine. Anybody else that read this card wrong, like, please tag me on Twitter so that I know I'm not alone. Oh, I've, do, I've done that. For some reason, I thought this was like a, like, use your hero power, like, it used it for you, or like, it was like kind of like a spell burst, but once you use your hero power, that's how my brain read it for some reason. Wow, you do I not, like this it, a lot it, more. I read oh. this. You do not have to spend the two mana. No, it just battle cries. You're paying four mana. It battle cries. It you just goes a, off. You play yes, it. It hits it everything with off. your hero power. So yes. like, okay, mm-hmm. if I were on stream right now, I'd be like chat. Chat this card. This is how we we read cards because oh, I'm way more excited for this it's, card. It's like now. resize. It's yes. like me and resizing pouch. I was like, yes, this card's gonna be awesome. And then I reread it, and I'm like, oh, oh, wait, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like that. Exactly. <laughs> Just like that, though. So don't feel bad. I've done the same thing. The last card is a three mana three three demon hunter card, a Razorfin Beastmaster with Death Rattle. Summon a Death Rattle minion that costs four or less from your hand. So Demon Hunter is getting Death Rattle support. What? Egg. What? Egg. Isn't that coming back in the core set? It is. Is it four or three? I don't remember now. I think it's four. 
the Nerubian egg, right? Is four zero four, and then it it's zero two. Four, four. It turns into a four four. Yep, zero two. Yeah, four four. So just, that could just, count. But. I just find it interesting that like. Okay, the class that can do everything now gets death rattle support, so they could make death rattle decks too. Yay! Because we already love that class so much. <laughs> Painful I don't think, smile. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that uh, it's Demon Hunter is going to need no more death rattle support than just this card to to make me yeah. want to play a death rattle Demon Hunter, <laughs> but. I just I thought it was interesting that that's one of the first cards we see from the new expansion for for Demon Hunter a a ty- archetype that it has not had any support for it now suddenly has support for it. I'm kind of curious there's um I have been seeing some like token demon hunter that's running that uh the neutral three three with rush it has rush, right? And then the death rattle that puts out the one one with taunt. So people could be playing like more token style demon hunters, because they've already have, so maybe this slots into something like that. You can pull that out and it has rush, so I don't know. That could be a thing. Yeah. Well, we can talk about some more cards next week. Uh, yeah, we're going to have all the cards available next awesome. week. Uh, we're talking about, we're recording, we're going to record a full card uh, uh, review after the after the, all the cards have been revealed, so look out for that. But yeah, that that is the, the uh, appetite, uh, the wet your appetite for day one of the, uh, the reveal season, and Fun to see new cards. I don't know about super, you guys. Super excited. So why don't you give yes. us the poll question for this week, Mage? All right. Poll question for this week is revolving around the new Kazakus card. Are you excited to see the if your deck has no X cost cards effect return in this expansion? It, yes, no, or not sure. Vote and tell us your thoughts on that, and we will talk about the results of the poll on next week. Speaking week's of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Follow our top pin tweet, and that will take you to our Discord. Um, and you can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can find myself on Twitter at Daring Alkaline. And you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Daring Outline. Dragon Rider. You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Streaming every day during March and the first week of April on twitch.tv slash DK, And pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Because apparently I do a bunch of podcasts and uh, all over YouTube. So pretty much anywhere you can find all of that or anything related to competitive tournaments. You can find me there as well. And, and Mage, sorry, if I could hit unmute, that would have gone much smoother. Mage, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at MageDeath, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MageDeath. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. And as, as, as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.
New cards, new cards, new cards, new cards, new cards. Boom.